Hey, Jimbo and Bob, just wanna say congratulations on reaching episode 100 of the Replant Bootcamp. It is one of the best resources for replanting and church revitalization I'm aware of. So congrats on 100 episodes. Congrats on being willing to put up with each other this long. I hope it lasts a whole lot longer, so well done. Hey, greetings. This is Walker Armstrong, Executive Director of the Pilot Mountain Baptist Association. I wanna congratulate my friends, Bob Bickford and Jimbo Stewart on their 100th episode of Replanters Bootcamp. So I wanna encourage you guys to keep pressing on. And if you ever go through any kind of major troubles, remember it's just a flesh wound. Welcome to another episode of the Replant Bootcamp Podcast. The Boots on the Ground Podcast for replanters by replanters with your host, Bob Bickford and Jimbo Stewart. Here in the trenches with you doing the gritty and glorious work of replanting dying churches. This podcast is sponsored by 180 Digital, the church website and branding partner you need to help move your church forward. Here we are back at the boot camp again, episode 100, 100, the centennial Triple digits, you know, I, what is it that is the statistic? Everybody who gets jazzed about starting a podcast, they, they, how many, what's the average number of episodes they get through? Like seven. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, Jimbo, congratulations. We've beat that. We, we beat that. I think, I think this officially elevates our expertise status. Oh, okay. And, you know, it's one of those things like like an online made up certification. Like we can just say, oh, we have over 100 episodes. And so now that means that we know what we're talking about. And we probably all total, maybe that's like 1 million, 1.2 million listeners or something like that. Could we can we count them a couple of times maybe or several times and just add them all I, up? Yeah, listens. I, I, yeah, you can okay. say listeners, but you could maybe say listens. Okay. So yeah, we could do that. We could just say thousands and thousands of listens, over a hundred episodes. I mean, that's that's a resume that people ought to pay attention to. I think it is. It's like a new level of Donkey Kong or Galaga. I think so. I'm pretty, pretty <laughs> excited about that. Those, in case you don't know it, Zimbo, those those are video games from my childhood. Oh, I had an Atari. I had an Atari as a kid. All right. Believe it or not. My my first uh, video game system was pre-Atari. So here's a fun little fact for you. My grandmother, Mama Nifa, is a computer genius. And she wrote computer programs in the 70s. And so she actually built me a computer in the early 80s. And the drive was a cassette tape drive. And so it was this big cassette tape player drive that she programmed Hangman and Lemmings onto a computer that I had long before most people had computers. That's awesome. I remember the the cassette drive computer was uh, Commodore 64. And I don't know if that was at your computer. Yes. But you hooked it up to like a TV and you had a, it was basically like a keyboard. And then you had a, a peripheral key, like cassette thing, and then maybe something else. And then you push play on the cassette, I guess, and it loaded up the program, something like that. Yeah, it would load up the program and keep switching sides. And I had an actual computer monitor and everything and played Lemmings and and hangman and so and then i had an atari and then i quit playing video games pretty much after that after the super nintendo i was done yeah but it all led up to this moment to get to level up to level <laughs> level 100 here, here we, we are we have def- 
here we are. We have arrived. You know, the the greatest accomplishment of this last year for me was not accomplishing a doctoral degree. It's today, Bob. Today. Today's the day. Well, I'm pretty excited about that because I get to share that with you. I don't get the you alone carry the Dr. Jimbo title. And I'm just your podcast cohort, your yuck monkey, your sidekick. <laughs> and I'm just glad to be surfing in your wake, Jimbo. Man, you are the replant guru, the 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 big and bold and beautiful, brilliant butterfly kiss and singing Bob Bickford <laughs> and one of my favorite people. Man, I'm excited. 100 episodes. It, we have seen a lot of interesting things happen. Obviously, like everybody else, we could not have anticipated the impact that COVID would have on ministry and life when we started this podcast, or I don't know if we would have started it. We walked in kind of thinking we knew a little bit of what we were talking about, and then COVID threw everything out the window, and everybody has had to adjust. We've had some really great laughs over the last 100 episodes. We've had some great guests on and we've had some great topics and discussions. We've met a lot of our listeners, which is one of our favorite things when we've been at some events. And so today, as we celebrate 100 episodes, here's what I was thinking, Bob. What what do you see as some of the big topics or things that we might need to wrestle through? And by we, I even really mean the universal we, like all of us as pastors, as replanters, as revitalizers, as ministry leaders, kind of in, in the wake of what our world is now, the, the new normal, constantly adjusting normal that we live in right now. Yeah, Jimbo, I think a lot of us are really asking that question. And, you know, some of the Facebook groups that I belong to are the guys are kicking that question around a lot. And and I did a couple of weeks ago, I just I was meeting with a pastor who's in a revitalization situation and he was talking about some of his struggles. And so I kind of took some of what he was saying and some of what I'm, I'm seeing online and I'm hearing from some others and just wrote a post and asked guys what they were dealing with. And I put out four things and and uh, a lot of the guys said, yeah, that's that's spot on where we are. So, man, a lot of things come to mind. Let me share one of them with you. I think the first one that we're dealing with now. And I would say this is primarily for normative size churches that are revitalizing or replanting is children's ministry is changing. Mm -hmm. And in our culture currently with the resurgence of COVID-19, unfortunately, children are becoming the center focus of fear and concern in that one for their well-being and then two, that they could be potential vectors of the virus. Mm. And so there's a real interesting dynamic that's taking place in some of your normative sized churches where some of the senior adult workers or older workers who've even been vaccinated and, you know, have made it thus far without experiencing COVID are, are afraid of children as carriers of the COVID-19 virus. And so what we're seeing is that they're leaving children's ministry volunteering. And so some of these normative sized churches are trying to figure that out. What do we do? And they're asking those questions. And some of the families of those normative sized churches are leaving that church because it's a lack of children's programming and they're going to other churches. And so I think in the future, in the near future, I would say that's one of the major things we're going to have to deal with. Yeah, I'm seeing that even beyond normative sizes, some medium sized churches, they're just really struggling to figure out what does it look like? to do effective children's ministry moving forward. And to be honest, Bob, in a replant or revitalization of normative size, even pre-COVID children's ministry can be a difficult thing to figure out. Maybe one of the more difficult pieces of the puzzle as you're thinking through things strategically and the you add the layer of complexity that COVID-19 and the fears, the regulations, the expectations bring there. And, and it's not a light 
uh, layer that you're laying on top of with that. I mean, it's pretty heavy and impactful. And so I I know, I mean, the church that I pastored, Redemption Church, uh, has has really struggled to recover children's ministry through COVID. The church that we're members of now is, is a kind of a medium-sized church and has kind of had to battle back and forth figuring out what does children's ministry look like. And so even if you you do, you still are going to have the times when you may have to shut it down for a little while. You know, I know of multiple churches that have had to say, and we kind of were starting to pick up steam, but then we had, you know, two or three workers got COVID or two or three kids, you know, tested positive for COVID or something. And so now we got to shut down for a couple of weeks. And I mean, you do that a couple of times and it's like a left hook, right hook. Mm. And it, it really starts to hurt your momentum. And because you know that even as you maybe start to gain some momentum, it's possible you might take another one on the chin and you might have to shut down for another two weeks. And so, man, children's ministry is one of those that just so you know, listeners, we're, we're not presenting any answers today to this one. We're actually we would love to hear from you. These are things we'd love to work through with you, hear about from you and, and how you're thinking through it and what we can learn from you. But I would agree children's ministry moving forward is going to be one of the more difficult aspects for us to figure out as ministry leaders. Yeah. Another one I'd shift to, and, and this is related to probably all of these that we'll talk about, but specifically, you know, the one we just mentioned is I think pastors are going to need personal and professional care. Here's what I mean by that. It's hard out there, right? It is, it's getting more difficult. And, you know, I don't want to be the guy Clifton always talks about, you know, I don't want to be the old guy that screams at everybody, get off my yard, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. I don't want to be the doomsdayer. I don't want to be the, it's never been this hard before, blah, blah, blah. But Jimbo, I just get the sense that it's really hard on pastors right now. And I see other people writing about that mm-hmm. and I hear it mm-hmm. in the voices of pastors that I know, right? And we're battling Politics and COVID politics and children's ministry and decreased volunteers and decreased resources in terms of contributions and having to navigate how do I do ministry in an effective way in a completely different environment. And so all of that weighs on a pastor. And so the personal care means, man, you got to take care of yourself. And how do you take care of yourself? Because when when you when things are going in the wrong direction in terms of, you know, trend lines and economics and people and all that kind of stuff, most of the time we double down and work harder, right? Mm. And try to do more. And so we don't take care of ourselves. And so that's something that's that's difficult. And then I also see, I see some signs in my own self and even some others I'm talking to. Okay. I think I've slipped into a place where I just need to check in with the counselor again. And I need to go back and get some professional care, Mm -hmm. whether that's a counselor or a doctor or a health coach, you know, somebody, I need a little help. So I think we're going to see that increase in a lot of ways in the next coming season here. Yeah. The sentiment I've been hearing from pastors is when we had that first kind of wave of COVID last year, there was a lot of the mentality of, okay, man, it's time to put on our big boy pants and work really hard for a season through a lot of difficulties, feeling like maybe there's going to be a moment of relief, a moment of uh, light at the end of the tunnel. And, and you know, this will be a, a difficult season that we were we'll, we will remember and we will have learned from, and then we'll get on the other side of it and be able to go back to what we were doing before and the pace and the way that we were doing things before. But in that same way that we were talking about children's ministry of as soon as you maybe start to feel that, and then you catch that second wave of the Delta variant or, or something else. And it, you, you start to realize, okay, the light at the end of this tunnel may be a train. <laughs> and, uh, it's, 
<laughs> and so I gotta I gotta brace myself, man, because I thought this was gonna be X amount of months, or I thought this was gonna be X amount of weeks, or man, this just kind of seems to be the way we're doing things right now. And I think a lot of guys are starting to run out of steam a little bit. I would echo very much what you said. We gotta figure out how to take care of ourselves, uh, take care of our bodies that God has given us to steward his resources, take care of our soul, take care of our marriages and our families. And we can't let those things fall apart in the midst of the process. I think with that, Bob, the reality of it, and and here's what I'd say, the next thing we want to talk about was an increasingly coming reality before COVID was the need for bivocational. And I, I think even before COVID came on onto the scene, this was a, a trending reality anyway, mm-hmm. that full-time ministry positions are fewer and far between and harder to find right now before COVID hit. Since COVID has hit, the, the economic impact of this has, has been notable. And for many, many more ministries, they're going to have to think through more creative ways and and different ways of approaching ministry. And the full-time pastor may not be the best or wisest or right move for a church. And more and more pastors are going to have to prepare themselves to either become bivocational or go bivocational or co-vocational or whatever. And I think that's going to be an increasing aspect in our culture. Yeah, that's there's some there's some small measure of debate on this topic on, you know, can a bio, is, is bivocational healthy and good? And and I, I don't want to open up that, but I, I think we're in a reality here that we can't ignore. And, and that reality is that pastors are going to need in today's inflationary market and decreased ties and your church contributions don't go as far and your family needs are going and increasing. Pastors are going to need a, st- a side hustle, some kind of income stream that they can navigate. And here's one of the positive sides, Jimbo, that is often overlooked in this. If you are a pastor that is bivocational and the primary source of your income is outside of the church, it frees you up to say what needs to be said inside of the church. Mm-hmm. So let me say that again. If the primary source of your income is outside of the church and you're not dependent upon the church to support you, it frees you up to say what needs to be said inside the church. Mm -hmm. And if the majority of churches need to be revitalized, there's going to be some conversations that are going to be difficult. And the men who are leading those conversations, if their salaries are tied to the acceptance of the people of what they have to say, they may be pressured to not say what needs to be said. And I think that's overlooked. Mm-hmm. And I also think that we know guys who've backed off saying things and moving forward when the church absolutely needs to hear something or move forward because they're fearful of that. Or unfortunately, and in, in, in a very dysfunctional way, maybe some of the church leaders have held that over the pastor, right? Mm-hmm. Try to remind him, hey, you know, well, we pay your paycheck and you just better slow down there a little bit, Sonny. And and so I think there's this this mix of cultural realities that are coming into play that may, and I didn't thought about this morning, maybe that's a good thing, Jimbo, that pastors are not as dependent economically on a church. And so they can say some of those difficult things and and maybe we can see some churches finally deal with the, the stuff that they need to deal with. So I think that's, there's, there's that hard and difficult. Absolutely. But is it potentially good? Yeah, man, I think so. I think so. Yeah. I think, one of the things we have to recognize is we could complain about the moment in history that we are in, but we're here. And in God's sovereignty, we're here. And God has called us to shepherd this moment and to steward this moment. And rather than complaining about all the things that are changing, whether that be things changing in your community or in culture or any of those things, I really don't think that's our role 
is to sit here and complain about things that are going on. I think our role is to figure out how the Lord desires for us to embrace the opportunities that he is providing for us in the midst of the chaos. Mm-hmm. In the midst of all this chaos, there's a greater need for a clear and and present hope, a living hope, that we would live the kind of living hope that people would want to ask about in the midst of what seems to be a hopeless time in the world. This is a really good opportunity for our light to shine in the darkness and to live in that kind of hope. And so I think part of this has to be not bemoaning everything that's going on or the difficulties, but owning the opportunities that God has given us in the midst of this and knowing that in his sovereignty, he has put us each in the roles that he has put us for this moment and figuring out how do we best serve him. I think one of the other things that we might see is an an increasing need for churches to help churches, Mm -hmm. an increasing need for collaborative church work whether that be through campuses, replanting, replanting from within with help, fostering family networks. I think we are, and I think this I think this is very much potentially a good thing. We are moving at a at a pretty good pace into a culture where it's gonna be harder for you to do ministry alone mm-hmm. and and succeed. That there was a cultural moment in our country where that was very doable. I don't think we are in that moment anymore. I think we are in a moment where we have to figure out what linking arms with brother and sister churches in our communities looks like. And that's one of the things I love about getting to serve in this replant movement right now. Yes, partnership will be priority for sure as, as we move to the future. And partnership can look a number of different ways, Jimbo. We, we can talk about adoption and fostering, which is short-term care. And one of our colleagues, David Jackson, is going to be writing uh, some material on fostering. And that's, that's a temporary a relationship to provide care and support for a church that's seeking vitality again. That's just a basic definition. There are going to be churches that that come and join in and become part of a family network of churches like the Calvary church system. And so I think we're just going to see that. And and I think one of the things that's going to fuel that is we're going to see an acceleration of churches who are at the point of closure. And and so I, th- I think that very soon, and we, we've sort of talked about this before, I think as a team, as a replant team, we really anticipated anticipate that it's going to be about 20, the end of 2021, beginning of 2022, where we start seeing maybe a cascading effect of churches that have survived on their reserves and struggled through. And depending on where COVID goes, we're going to see, you know, some churches that are, that are certainly going to be at the point of concern and some that are point of closure. So what I would say to the, you know, the, the seminaries and the residencies and the Bible colleges and all those sorts of things and the church planters of the world, like we're really going to need to all cooperate together to get uh, leaders in place to pastor these churches that, that need to be pastored and revitalized and replanted. So there's plenty of work for us to do here in the future. And so I, I think one of the benefits then that we could see about the movement, and you mentioned this, that, man, we started this 100 episodes ago and, and several years ago when we were really engaging together and replanting. Like there was, there was stuff happening, but there's a real sense, there's a movement now, right? There's a, there's a focus now on revitalization and replanting churches. And I think really that was the strategic hand of the Lord setting up this, this next generation for what he wants to do. So, you know, a lot of people writing books, you've got a doctorate, we've got assessments, we've got trainings, we've got all of these things that we didn't have in place before. We've got AMS leaders that we've trained all across North America, and we've got uh, resources and surveys that they can use to diagnose churches and help them consider their future. So 
So I think this is all really kind of what we were doing in the in the years ahead. We we believed was important for that time and still is, but I think it's doubly important for the season we find ourselves in, right? Absolutely. Hey guys, listeners, uh, we couldn't do this without you. Well, I guess we could, but it would just be us recording <laughs> be ourselves fun, yeah. talking and <laughs> it's a lot more fun when we get to interact with you guys. And so we would love to hear from you. Contact us on the social media channels, go to our website and you can see our number to call us or text us, leave us a voicemail or, or whatever. What are the things you see? What, what, how, how can we help you as you're out there serving the bride of Christ? Let us know. Hey guys, Evan Skelton here from Bayless Baptist Church. Just wanted to congratulate you on 100 episodes. Guys, these episodes, this resource has meant so much to me as I know it has to so many other pastors. Thank you for serving local churches like mine. I look forward to more to come. Hey guys, this is Brandon Moore, lead the revitalization and replanting efforts for the Missouri Baptist Convention. And I truly can't count the number of guys I know, including myself, that have been encouraged and equipped by Replant Bootcamp. Thanks for 100 awesome episodes. Hey, Replant Bootcamp, congratulations on episode 100. You know, if you were to count this moment by the total number of bad jokes you've told, I bet you guys would be well over 1,000 by now. Uh, Seriously, though, you've done a great job providing an excellent resource to the church, and here's to 100 more. Congratulations, Replant Boot Camp, on 100 episodes. You guys have an awesome ministry. We're so thankful for you and the way you minister to replanters and pastors all around the United States. Hey, Replant Boot Camp, Wes from 180 Digital here. I just want to say congratulations on recording 100 episodes. Wow, what an achievement. And we are so excited to continue to partner with you as you achieve your mission of coming alongside churches and helping them do the gritty and glorious work of replanting. Great things are ahead. Congrats again. Happy 100th episode, Replant Boot Camp. We in South Carolina love what you're doing and the content you're producing. It is making a difference in churches across our state. Uh, Jimbo, Bob, we love you. We appreciate you. Can't wait to work with you in future projects. Take care, my friends. Left, 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 right, left. Kyle, what's up, man? Hey, Matt, we are here to wish a happy 100th episode to the Replant Bootcamp. Happy birth. No, that's not a birthday. No, no, happy anniversary. Not. Happy raise. 100th. Yep, I raise a NAM coffee cup to you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Replant Bootcamp Podcast, a resource for replanters by replanters. If you enjoyed this episode or found it to be helpful for you and your ministry, please help us get the word out by subscribing, sharing, and leaving us a review on your favorite podcast listening platform. This podcast is sponsored by 180 Digital. 180 Digital is a team of design, development, and marketing experts that love working with churches big and small. Check out 180.church, O-N-E-E-I-G-H-T-Y.church to learn more about how 180 can help your church move forward.